welcome to Channel KRT, where we talk to cartoons. <laughs> Good for you. I'm Kate Quinn, and I could be watching the ghost and Molly McGee instead. I'm Tyler Green, and fuck. Just fuck, man. <laughs> I'm Randy Martin, and uh, is April over yet? Don't tempt the gods, Randy. They'll find some way to trap us in Unholy Month 2 in May. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but we do have some great returning guests with us today. Please welcome back to the show, Giga Coops and Nightmare Lyra. Woo! Ooh, yeah! I'm up! Hello. Hello. <laughs> Yay! Then you get to suffer with us yet again. Welcome to the Second Timers Club. How did this compare to Horrid Henry? It wasn't as long. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't as British either. Although it's definitely more xenophobic. <laughs> it, it was more American. This felt just everything phobic. Oh, uh, man. So, hello. It's it's me, Nightmare Lyra, back from the great country of Europe, where we all have a monoculture, as we all know. Huzzah. And also, for some reason, the special says, Europeans don't know what pencil sharpeners and intercom, doorbells, or the grocery store are. Yeah, we we don't have electricity. I'm recording this with black magic. Huzzah. It's a telegram. (laughs) Yay. So for the listener, uh, we have special technology where we can transfer Morse code into actual audio. So that's how they're talking to us right now. Yes, yeah, see, we live in Norway, and you know it's just huts in the forest. And uh, <laughs> every time we need to like uh, have lights inside, we need to like sacrifice a goat so like Satan comes and gives us a fire. <laughs> and you always wear Viking helmets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's important. So the special air quotes today that we're talking about is a little thing called McGee and Me. More specific. Specifically, the new adventures of McGee and Me. None of that regular-ass McGee and Me bullshit. <laughs> no, that's what the animation was good. <laughs> Maybe it's a commentary on the Old Testament and the New Testament. And this is like, this is before Jesus was born. McGee was the god. I don't know. So, really the main difference between the new adventures of McGee and Me and regular McGee and Me is that they're all older now by like two years? I don't know. It's all computer animated now. Apparently the kid is supposed to be in junior high school, but he looks like he's a senior. He looks like he's in his (laughs) (laughs) mid-twenties. He looks like if somebody really doubled down on the Ken makeup for Ryan Gosling in the new Barbie movie. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like the Wish version of Zach Morris. (laughs) And he's somehow just as shitty as Zach Morris. Oh, God. He just reminds me of the lead actor in Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. You know what he looks like? Ooh. He looks like the ghost of like a tortured Victorian child. <laughs> He's just always got this like weird, sad look in his eyes, no matter what. And it freaks me out. Actually, weird fact I found out. Apparently, the actor who played him, Joe DeMann, has said that none of the cast members were actually Christian. They just acted Christian on the set. Whenever the focus on the family members were present. Nice. And also, he apparently is an atheist. Hi, I'm not a Christian, but I play one on TV. (laughs) (laughs) And also, what the hell? He was also in a brief short about the U.S. Constitution that was produced by Carmen. We can't escape! Oh, no. And we also found out that there's an episode of McGee and Me where Dick Van Patten shows up, so... (laughs) 
Sooner or later, we're going to find out Willie Ames was secretly the dad the whole time. Uh, I haven't seen the other ones. I've only seen the one that we're talking about, and I think that was more than enough because, my God, I felt like the longer I'm looking at this Victorian ghost, <laughs> the more I feel like I'm inviting something scary into my house. <laughs> it's McGee. Yes. Funny enough, the dad in this is Terry Bozeman, who's actually been in quite a few mainstream movies. He was the principal in The Amazing Spider-Man 2012. Holy shit! He was in Charlie Wilson's War. He was in Rules of Engagement. I think he also directed some episodes of a show, unless I'm thinking of someone else. And Eve Brenner, who was in The Great Mouse Detective just a few years before this series began. So, what? What? Why are they getting all these people? Tax. (laughs) Yeah, probably blackmail. So what is everyone's relationship with McGee and me? None. (laughs) Basically, yeah. I don't have much of a relationship with it. I knew of it through mitosis, but even when I was going through my reviewers, you know, certain website I will not name phase, uh... I never knew shit about this show. No one ever really picked on it. We were actually initially going to review the not-so-great escape episode, the one where Nick wants to go see a horror movie in theaters, but then he learns, oh, it's bad to lie to your parents, and so it's good that they punish you with more chores. Like, Yay, extreme labor! That'll teach him to watch a schlocky B-movie that people probably won't remember and. 30 years? What? (laughs) And the episode we picked is somehow even worse, so it's the opposite of our full house experience. One thing I need to say real quick about that episode is that it ends with this talk between Nick and his parents where they're all disappointed, and they go on this fucking rant about how- Just by going to see it, you've put something into your mind to- to dirty it. You've got scenes in your mind that you can never erase. You've got pictures that- Maybe with you for the rest of your life. I have a feeling these motherfuckers were complicit in fucking doxing Friday the 13th stars back in the 80s. Oh, I mean, they do reference to Roger Ebert, so yes. <laughs> yeah. How do you dox someone in the 80s? To Roger Ebert. <laughs> I mean, I know we just watched uh, Susie and Stranger Things actually dox a government lab Based. in 1986. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, but the average consumer in the 80s didn't really have that kind of technology or even like know how to use it i'm actually impressed i can't even be mad (laughs) huzzah and speaking of bigotry this tape was produced by focus on the family which has a very interesting wikipedia article we're not gonna go too much into it but they've done some very shady shit if they had to act more christian whenever they were around on set that says a lot doesn't it this is one of those companies where it's like they'll have a commercial with like a gay or an interracial couple and then it'll be like this organization is um putting out a statement against it and you're like oh not these fuckers again (sighs) by the way these pieces of shit are still going in 2023 i'm on their website right now dear oh tyler (gasps) oh god they were responsible for adventures in odyssey what what yeah, that explains a lot. Okay. Just... Okay. Oh, they have a fucking pro-life section on their website. Oh, no oh, surprises there. Of course they do. Which I find funny then because uh, they complained that one episode about horror movies rotting your brain, and yet uh, I assume they would have agreed with the message of Elm Street Five. <laughs> <laughs> How is Focus on the Family going to call themselves pro-life 
when I just watched them do an abortion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, snap. Because that's what that was. Uh, Yeah. I will say that comparing these two tapes, like, they were both bad, but I gotta say that the production value on the initial McGee and Me episode we were going to review looked slightly better. They had a pretty cool intro that was set up like the intro to Back to the Future, where it has that big machine that sets up McGee. And this one has a theme song that just shows him being drawn and then coming out, and that's it. Yeah. So, what are the logistics of McGee's existence? I, I Babylonian think... demon. <laughs> Remember when Uncle Joey was talking to a cartoon version of himself in that Full House episode? <laughs> Down here, big guy. Wow. I finally cracked! Awesome! This was his childhood. He looked like a mix of Joey's caricature in that episode and a rejected Animaniacs design. He looks like a fucking 90s oriental trading, um generic child character that they have on all their shit. <laughs> so only Nicholas can see McGee, but he can also interact with physical objects because he kicks the eraser in the opening scene and uh, he falls onto a pencil and makes it catapult like a dummy or side on. So uh, this sounds a whole lot like a tulpa. I think that goes against God, <laughs> if I'm correct. I don't think tulpas have that kind of power. Also, I was just going to mention in the other episode that you were all going to review... There's a point in which McGee scares the dog. Yeah, the dog named whatever. (laughs) He literally named it whatever. My first time ever knowing about this is that uh, tie links me to the episode about uh, horror movies. And um, I do love shit like this. And um, so I had two things to say about this. One is that in the intro to death, there is an animated segment where he goes to Babylon. uh, And so that is my actual idea is that he is a Babylonian demon <laughs> who is haunting oh them. God, yeah. Like That's the only explanation I can possibly come to. And the second thing is that I had the exact opposite reaction to this one than the first episode. The first episode was hilarious with a terrible ending. This one is awful with an actually decent ending. Yeah, I feel like he is representative of Satan as the adversary not so much Satan as the devil. Yeah. And we are going to find out eventually that it was him who uh, tried to tempt Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is titled Beauty in the Least, and it has so little to do with Beauty and the Beast, so I don't understand why they named it that. This special is old. It stole my fucking soul. Beauty (laughs) and the Least. I don't care. I have a very boring answer for that unfortunately it's very boring is oh, the whole idea is like oh you see people who have the least are also beautiful uh-huh <laughs> wait hang on are they making a beauty in the beast pun because like they're calling someone ugly or something they're calling someone poor that's not very christian no nothing about this fucking episode is christian as we'll later get into <laughs> And without going into too much detail yet, they make fun of homeless people in it, so it's like... Uh-huh. I'll mm-hmm. say this much, yep. it's slightly better than Beauty and the Beast 2017, but that's not saying much. Oh, God. <laughs> well, Kit, you were sick when you recorded that video, so uh, would you say that was a better experience than watching this? Well, it was when I got to do a video with Tony for the first time, so that was fun. It sowed the seeds for Channel KRT in a way. Oh my god, it did! It kind of did, yeah. It really did! Side note, are we like 
one of the many Happy Days spinoffs to escape from Walt Disney's Happy Days. <laughs> yes. There we go. I think we're all kind of a shared part of the TGIF universe. We're the Mork and Minnie. <laughs> Tommy Westfall is writing our dialogue as we speak. Huzzah. All right, but I also get to be Sabrina. Yes. All right. Also, so- we forgot to mention in the credit sequence when McGee flies into the computer, it cuts to this very early 90s credit sequence with fucking PowerPoint font credits. Yes. yes. I, I actually really like I like that logo. That was actually pretty cool. Also, I'm just going to mention it. That music glow key slapped a little bit. It did. <laughs> I was so expecting to hear out of nowhere, but I'm not done yet. Call right now and we'll triple the offer (laughs) for only three easy payments of $19.95. Here's how to order. Plot twist, the computer turns out to be Eunice. (laughs) Oh, no. Hello, I am here to torture Nick and McGee for no reason. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was uh, the whole thing with uh, the kind of uh, drop-in animation interesting because it seemed to be the same studio animated both. And apparently it's like a known co-animated studio that has like co-animated like what's those like animaniacs huh holy shit i mean maybe it's kind of like a hanna-barbera deal where when they first created tom and jerry it was like incredibly fluid animation Hmm. but then their budget got so tanked during the tv era that they ended up mastering the art of limited animation yeah i could see i gotta say this animation is not bad it kind of sucks that it's not bad it's not bad it's just cheap yeah. The animation is actually pretty solid. The designs are a little uninspired. Mickey looks like Trump, I'm just gonna say. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so this special opens up with McGee nearly getting himself killed. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then McGee died and Nick finally went to therapy to sort out his religious trauma that caused him to see a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jojo Rabbit yeah. at the end, he just punches him. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Fuck off, McGee. <laughs> yes. So then we get this ominous ass sequence where uh, suddenly Nick hears a bunch of noises outside, and we get like a point of view shot of someone lurking at, at the window. And it's played straight, like, there's actually something wrong. Like, it's a legit intruder. But I thought horror movies rust your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. So this thing has continuity, I see. It's just a Jehovah's Witness. (laughs) Oh, no, it's an atheist. Run! (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, we gotta count our blessings that we could be talking about Caleb and Sophia. Yeah, so eventually Nick's family comes down, and they're like, oh, don't worry, it's just the wind or something, and then someone knocks on the door, and then they all start freaking out, which in all fairness is how most Christians act when they meet a non-white person anyway, so. Uh, Mm. (laughs) I want to point out something. When they first try to get in, they try to open the door, but I'm pretty sure that's not normal anywhere, and then they knock. Yeah. Well, no, they they hand wave it because uh, later on the father is fixing the uh, doorbell. The doorbell. (laughs) (laughs) So it turns out that it's Nick's pen pal, Illy, and his dad, Michael. And they have this stupid gag where they're holding up their paper to the window. So the dad has to read it and he has to borrow the little girl's glasses because joke. It's funny because transphobia. (laughs) Yeah. So, did they just walk all the way from the airport? Because, like, they don't have a car. It's not implied that they took a taxi, so... Also, 
I know that they're implying that eventually Illy was going to come visit Nick at some point, but why did they have his address? Uh, back then, they didn't know about internet safety. He would just be like, oh, yeah, here's my home address, here's my phone, here's my blood type. Please deal with security. <laughs> well, numbers. they mentioned they were pen pals, right? Maybe they just had a return address. It's either that or they went to Roger Ebert to dox him. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, quick interruption. Turns out Randy watched the wrong episode of McGee and Me <laughs> because she clicked the 12th episode and it played the first episode. For some weird reason, because technology hates me. It's not your fault. The Internet Archive kind of had it weirdly listed, so I kind of had to scroll through it myself. So, yeah, don't worry about it. So, uh, oopsie whoopsie. Yeah, don't worry about it. You can just riff on what we're talking about. So Yeah, we'll pick I, I honestly might even just, like, play some of the visuals while you do that. That's yeah. all. <laughs> okay, so uh, can I just please talk a little bit about uh, all this stuff as the European in the room? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So I looked up the actors. Uh, the child actors seem to uh, mostly be known for having been one of the lost boys in uh, what? Holy shit! Yeah. Holy shit! Holy shit! He at least seemed to have a let's say East European name. The other guy, the dad is some guy named Adam Greger who's best known for playing fake uh, William Shatner on The Big Bang Theory. (laughs) (laughs) He was giving me big John Candy from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles vibe. Like, he even had kind of a similar plot to him. Yeah, I liked him. He was a nice dude. Yeah. Also, I'm just gonna say it. The mom low-key really wanted to fuck him. You can't convince (laughs) me. (laughs) Oh, man. She's getting all handsy with him throughout the special, and she's just so disinterested in her own husband, so... I mean, can you blame her with that Crispin Glover and Back to the Future-looking motherfucker? (laughs) What, Lorraine? What? It's actually very accurate to, you know, the type of Christians that focus on the family is supported by people who constantly have affairs... (laughs) ...and uh, speak out about how immoral being gay is, (laughs) while abusing their kids. Of course. And then, of course, going on even more affairs. So, how did Nick not know that he was pen pals with an eight-year-old boy for the longest time? Yeah, that had me so confused. Yeah. Was Illy just lying? Is someone catfishing his Nick? So, somehow, age has never come up in their four years of being pen pals. And yeah, they say four years. So, yeah, he must have been really young when they started then. I wonder if his dad wrote for him the letters, maybe? I... Well... Either way, it's it's just uncomfortable to me. Yeah, it feels yeah. weird. Side note, does the idea of a pen pal just kind of creep anybody else out? Maybe it's just because I've grown up on the internet and I'm able to connect with anybody just about anywhere, but I feel like being able to have more information presented about somebody online is a lot less risky than just receiving random mail from them. I have, like, best friends who I could not live without in Europe. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Thank God for the internet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It seems like one of those concepts that, you know, us who grew up with the internet, well, I didn't, but the rest of you who grew up with the internet probably would not be able to relate to a pen pal. Yeah. It just seems so risky, too. It's like you're just sending letters back and forth to someone you don't have any other information on. Yeah, they're, they're a different country. True. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. By the way, speaking of being a millennial um, with, you know, the Iraq war constantly shoved down our throats every day as if we were the ones who started it. Mm-hmm. Did you also have a soldier pen pal? No, thankfully. I don't think so. 
I think that was an option. I did not opt for it. I think I did, but nothing ever came from it. I don't know. They just kind of were like, here, you guys are going to, you know, write letters back and forth to soldiers in Iraq. And I was just kind of like, okay. (laughs) I did do that. That was a thing I did in in like elementary school, but I never Hmm. got a response. Yeah, me neither. Uh, yeah, I don't, that's what we did. I don't like, remember if I got a response or not, but it was just like, you know, hey, <laughs> um, the... you're going to be friends with a grown man in the middle of an active war zone. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> okay. And so then Michael and Illy revealed that they've been sent there by their volunteer organization. Now they need somewhere to stay. And it's like, does none of this sound like a scam? Like, I'd be hella leery. Yeah, like, that's the weird thing. They never, like, talk about it like this could potentially be a scam. They're just uh, immediately just being like, oh, they're so annoying because they're foreign. <laughs> they're Romanian. Please laugh. What I'm getting is, like, this is the Yuka episode of Drake and Josh, but, like, if she just broke in. Yep. <laughs> also, he mentioned something about how his wife is taking care of his sister, so I was like, great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you could say he's king of the castle. Kill me. McGee makes a dumbass joke about how. Oh, don't tell me you buy that whole collapse of the Soviet Union thing. (laughs) Pure propaganda. So he's a conspiracy theorist on top of everything else. What the hell is that coming from? And like, if he is just an imaginary friend, then where the hell did he get that idea from? (laughs) I know what happened to Nick. Nick grew up to be Vladimir Putin, didn't he? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And McGee doing all this talk about the Soviet Union made him want Ukraine back. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, God. Oh, also, man. There's... Also, this special is one to talk about propaganda. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Fucking uh-huh. seriously. Surprisingly, there's barely anything to do with actual Christianity outside of one scene where Illy reads the Bible to Nick, but it still has that energy. Oh, and you guys saw the lie one, right? No, I didn't. Speaking of, like, you know, the mentions to Jesus. So there's one part in it. He's like, you know, all sad. And then his dad has a conversation with lying. He's like, lying is a sin. Well, that sin starts to cut off his relationship, his friendship with God. But there's also a third person that gets hurt. It only stands to reason if we lie and hurt another person, we actually hurt Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) You're hurting Jesus. Okay. You're hurting Jesus when you lie. And then in his sketchbook, he draws a sad Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> At least this oh. one's not that saccharine. <laughs> so is this what Mick the Clown is like when he's out of makeup? Yes. Yes, he is. Yes. And also, there's a dumb scene where Illy is like, where's the beefa? And then somehow Nick doesn't say bathroom to him. He's just like, oh, down the hall. It's like, what if he walks into the living room or something? What if he walks into the parents' bedroom and sees something he shouldn't be seeing? Oh, God. (laughs) Down the hall and to the lift. Down something good. (sighs) I looked it up and it seems like the things they're saying are Romanian, I think, for the most part. Like, it seems to say the correct word for bathroom, but I have no idea how accurate the actual pronunciation is. Yeah. It's probably something that they were kind of like, yeah, we'll do as much research as we can reasonably can do for some reason. (laughs) I want to touch upon this, though, because they mentioned that the Romanian kid uh, made a model of a uh, ship that has a Romanian quote-unquote name called Carpathia. That is an English word. Yeah. <laughs> is it supposed to be like the Carpathia? Yeah, it's or like just the like... RMS Carpathia, the ship that oh. rescued people from the Titanic. 
Oh my god. So it's like, so did Nick tell him about all of that? I don't know, but they were just like, oh, like, oh yeah, he made a model ship of like the ship with a Romanian name, Carpathia. Sure, why not? There's also this running gag where the sister is apparently suffering from measles, and it's like, yes, invite two people into your house while one of them has a severely deadly disease. I know that they have a scene where Illy's like, oh, I've already had it, but it's like, what about the others? Spreading treatable illnesses instead of just getting a fucking vaccine. This really knows who it's being shown to. Oh, I bet boy. Michael and Illy were just bragging to them about how much better their healthcare system is. Right, so does Nick have two sisters then? Because there's one yeah, scene where she just... Wa- okay, yep. okay, that explains the confusion I had earlier. Which, by the way, when she came down in the uh, cucumber mask, I hate that I thought to myself, wow, this show has much more in common without Jimmy's head than I thought. <laughs> oh, man, well, at least she's not a Scientologist. Huzzah. I think. Well, we hope. Is this really any better? <laughs> <laughs> also, in one of the narrations Nick does, he's talking about how Illy is just like amused by everything in his house. And by morning, I was exhausted from hearing that even my electric pencil sharpener was somehow amazing. And we see that pencil sharpener in the intro. It's inside of a gumball machine. Of course that shit slaps. Yeah, like this show enough in the beginning, that's a cool thing. Like that intro had some genuinely cool stuff in it. I wish it was in the show more. But uh, there's like this true line of where they keep treating these Romanians as completely backwards and being completely just like, oh my god, you have electricity. (laughs) It's just like fucking my wife. Like literally, it's like, it's Borat. Like, (laughs) what the fuck are you doing here? (laughs) Even as the fucking mustache. Let's have Michael and Illy get in the same room as Rudy Giuliani. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Oh god. Huzzah. And also there's a dumb joke where the mom is like, okay, so I gotta figure out what to make for them. Romanian pumpkin casserole. There we go. And it's like, how about you ask them what they want? I looked it up. It is a real dish. However, I found out one website mentioned that it is it's a dish usually made during times of fasting. Hmm. Huh. Okay. You know, Thanksgiving, <laughs> which is episode is set during. Yeah, we forgot to mention this is a fucking Thanksgiving episode, too. Yeah. For some reason. Uh, they also have Michael mention that it's their country's Lent Christmas season. It was really confusing. Wait, but Lent's and Christmas are at very separate parts of the year. What is after Christmas? It's funny because they're weird and foreign and don't speak English. Basically. Alright, well, Christmas Eve and Mardi Gras are now the same holiday. Santa is in a purple and yellow jester's hat. Hell yeah. All of the reindeer have theater masks on. Instead of presents, he brings beads down your chimney, but only if you climb on your roof and flash your boobs at his sled. Here's what gets me so far in this special is that the mom and Nick have the nerve to be annoyed that Ellie is actually making them presents. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they're unconventional and you're not going to find use for them, like, at least appreciate the thought. Exactly. Oh, this eight-year-old made a a, a thing out of wood for us. Mm. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to hold it. Leave it to the white family to be annoyed that the poverty-stricken family is finally learning what it's like to not live in poverty. Exactly. Also, 
Like, I think most people would be impressed. Oh, shit, you made this? This eight-year-old kid made this fucking wooden, like, craft? That's cool as hell. Yeah. I would say, yeah, that's incredible. These are definitely the type of Christians who, when they get to heaven, they're going to be like, wait, I was supposed to follow all the Jesus teachings? (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. You were serious about the love thy neighbor? (laughs) (laughs) And I love that Michael the dad kind of sticks it to the mom, because when he's fixing the doorbell... He goes, maybe next time when guests come, they won't have to go to back door and scare family. (laughs) Fucking got her ass. My headcanon about this thing is that the Romanian dad pretends to be, you know, flaky and quirky, but he is actually aware that they seem very uncommon and he's just going to kill them with kindness. (laughs) (laughs) And also a big moment I wrote, oh, fuck you too, is when the mom is telling Nick, you're going to have to give up those tickets to go to the football game with Louie. You need to be here with Illy. It's like, dude. Louie probably spent hundreds of dollars on those tickets. Do, do you know how expensive football tickets are? They're well off. They probably don't even realize it's any money. You know what? Let me look it up. I'm going to look up the average cost of a ticket to a Pats game at Gillette. Fucking white people. It and also Michael skinny. says something like, it's how you people love Lucy. And I was like, stop taking all the WandaVision jokes from me. And then after that joke, he said, wow, wow, we wow. And also, when they're walking to the store, why are they just walking over people's lawns? Do they not have sidewalks? Okay, before we go, I need to mention the ending of the previous Oh god, yes. The fucking thing where he's like, he wants to see a big American grocery store. I looked it up. There is entire Wikipedia articles and TripAdvisor articles about shopping malls in Romania. And there's some fucking big ass, like, fucking, like huge ass mall of america style malls in romania i just looked it up by the way and um the average cost to see a football game at gillette stadium is 170 dollars per seat yes and that's for a football stadium inside a strip mall on steroids oh my god and going back to what what you said about the grocery stores it's like the uh, Not only are there grocery stores in Europe, they're often even cooler than American grocery stores. So what the fuck are they talking about? I was this close to asking if the writers have actually been to Romania, but we all know the answer. Of course not. even Romania. Has the writers ever been to their local farmer's market, like, at all? The only thing that Romania is is where Dracula lives and some other stuff. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, we've shat on Romanian culture enough. Let's go harass the homeless. Yay! Hooray! So Nick has this really dumb introduction for Jim, and he's like, That's crazy Jim. He's a bum. A bum? I feel like in that moment, Jim should have just knocked him right into the dumpster with him. You want crazy? I'll Uh show you crazy. (laughs) It's just like this homeless guy who clearly needs help, and just like the fucking kid's just like, Oh, that's crazy Jim! He's a bum! Why are you helping him? (laughs) It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Calls him a bum because of course he does. And then they do the fucking, actually, I prefer to be homelessly shallow. It's like, ugh. It's like, kill me. At least he doesn't have time for ableist language. True. Although Michael doesn't know what the word crazy means, which is just, crazy exists in Europe. I'm sure it does. And I wouldn't exactly call this guy crazy. Like, eccentric, yes. Silly, yes. But not crazy. In dire need of food and shelter, maybe. 
Like, it's so funny. Christians will be all, oh, we're doing so much to help the homeless and then do anything but actually help them. You gotta love it. Yeah. And then it cuts to a scene where Illy drags in the male lady and says, she needs to meet the people that she's been delivering to. I'd be like, "Uh, what? Yeah, so they treat Romanian people like shit. They treat the homeless like shit. And now they treat mail carriers like shit. Because this mail carrier, you know, talks about how she doesn't have any plans or any family for Thanksgiving. And they don't fucking invite her at all. No, the kid tries to. And I must say, the kid is base. Yeah, so somehow the father and kid are more generous and charitable than the fucking Christians that this show is focused around. Hmm really makes you think wow it's just like real life (laughs) although i will say that when the male lady was talking about how she and her roommate are probably gonna have plans i'm like oh yeah they were roommates all right yeah (laughs) (laughs) and they were roommates right and the grandma was like uh (laughs) like fucking judgy fucking reaction to like oh yeah i plan on sitting with my my roommate honestly i forgot the grandma was even in this she barely exists (laughs) like mcgee yeah. Also, when the mom is like, "Well, Thanksgiving is really more than just a big meal, Ely. It's, it's a celebration of the time our forefathers gave thanks for all God had given them. It's a time of sharing our good fortune with others." And I was like, "Yes, let's go into the history of how indigenous people were treated like absolute shit in this country." Uh-huh. <laughs> but of course, we're not going to do that because it's a Christian special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Oh, gee, whose fault was that? I wonder who tortured them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. On the less dark note, I did notice that the mail carrier lady, um, when she got into the house, she sounded like she had a California accent. And at the end of the scene, and for the rest of the special, she sounded like she suddenly had a thick southern accent. Yeah, this show is supposed to take place in Eastfield, Indiana, but it's filmed in Hollywood, and they often just don't really show that. Like, there's no snow around this time in Indiana. It's very weird. It is. Also, just, um, there was the, the whole thing with um, Romanian characters, like especially the kid. He seems to constantly like kind of slip out of the accent. <laughs> There's a joke where McGee says that he thinks they're spies, and he's like, "I'm gonna detect them with my spy detector." And Nick thinks they're aliens. Wacky racism. <laughs> and also, oh. they play this horrible soft rock song around, like. I forgot what it was like over this dialogue. It was horrible. Yeah, they do that after. So there's the whole thing where, uh, like, he's just like laying in bed, like talking shit about the kid uh, to his friend on the phone. You're throwing the ten- pencil, and the kid standing right outside the door. He <laughs> stares at the camera, crying, and it's so unintentionally because funny. We have to have that. I troll. feel so bad that I laughed at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. frankly, let's end this. Let's just end the special there. Nick can learn his lesson the hard way. <laughs> That'd be high art. Hell yeah. (laughs) Just fucking gut punch ending to this series. He's just too much of a dweebomatic to be in the same country with. (laughs) Nick goes to look for him and he's like, oh, I feel so bad for how I treated Michael and Illy. The song that plays over the searching just sounds like shit, man. God. (laughs) Diet Brian Adams. Oh, the song I got. Oh my god. 
No, it literally felt like a parody of Brian Adams. Yeah. <laughs> this felt like something that you would hear in like Moody's Point or something. <laughs> oh man! The thing is, the synth in the beginning sounded suspicious about of like KK Lament from uh, Animal Crossing. Oh my god, yes. So I'm just like, is this just Brian Adams trying to be KK Slider? <laughs> so and- Ario Speedwagon absolutely returned this song down because this sounds like a fucking outtake that they would have done. Definitely. <laughs> the one I got literally I- sounded like the fucking learning to read. Maybe cool. cool. Stay, so stay, so in, stay school. in school. Also, when McGee is all, now you know how the turkey felt on Thanksgiving. I'm like, McGee, did you watch Free Birds? But dumb. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Free Birds is a much better movie Agreed. than this. Somehow. <laughs> Um, did this ever get a Chuck E. Cheese sponsorship? I think not. We're gonna go back in time and stop them from making McGee and me. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's right. We're gonna go back in time and stop them from making McGee and me. Anyway. Also, there's a James Bond parody, because why not? It was basically just the good feather segments from Animaniacs. It just, it goes nowhere. Just stop. It was just an excuse to show off the animation. Nothing more. It just cuts off, like, when, like, he crashes into, like, the French stereotype trying to eat pizza for some reason, and then that's just where it ends. They're French, they're Italian. See, Europe is just a monoculture, right? (laughs) I'm all for making fun of uh, Europeans when we deserve it, but fucking, this is a toilet calling the fucking refrigerator white, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God, I thought that McGee's villain in his cartoons was also named Conniver Von Villain for a moment, because I misheard. (laughs) 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 I'm sure that he also qualifies as a Tumblr sexy man if we ever saw his face. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah we forgot to mention too the pencil case that illy made was out of the carpathia ship so yeah. insult a fucking injury right here like what oh the pathos. what the hell but Jesus. anyway yeah the mom is talking to nicholas and she goes sometimes life starts moving so fast we forget to to love other people fuck <laughs> Fuck you! That's not a thing! What the hell? That is uh, self-report, mask off. Anyway, sorry I called you a slur. My life was moving way too fast. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to shoot you in the foot. I was just, I was moving so fast, I was playing with my gun, and you know what happens? (laughs) The Morgan Wallen school of apology. (laughs) Look, it was a heated gamer moment. <laughs> it was a heated <laughs> gamer moment. Do, do, do. <laughs> you see, all of these YouTube apologies have to start off with, sometimes life starts moving so fast, and then you explain what you did wrong in air quotes. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, don't forget, you gotta frame it, like, you know, with the sad face staring at your super bright ring light camera, call it something like, my statement. <laughs> uh-huh. Sometimes life starts moving so fast, you end up buying deep fake AI porn of Twitch streamers oh, that you work god. with. Oh god. <laughs> also, they had a quote earlier in the special where it's like, love your neighbors like you love yourself. And I'm like, oh, that explains why so many politicians treat people like shit. They hate themselves. Yeah. As they should. <laughs> I knew <laughs> it. And so then it cuts to this Thanksgiving scene, and ha <laughs> the dad only wants to watch football. It's funny. This is the XFL! 
There's a whole fucking dog show. Come on, dude. Also, Nick starts praying, and then he's like, Oh, Illy, I'm so sorry I treated you like shit. And then somehow this summons Michael and Illy. They broke into the house. Yeah, like, <laughs> just immediately after. And the way he worded it was like, it seemed like he said that he asked God to make them <laughs> and I love how Michael the dad is like, well, we went on a back alley mission to help people out this Thanksgiving. And I just got to say it, something about the, the phrase back alley mission makes me very uncomfortable. I don't <laughs> like that. It sound like a legitimate mission. I buy crack for my wife. <laughs> and also, I would have loved if it was revealed that they actually didn't forgive them at all. They were just there for the free food. And then after that whole thing ended, they were like, oh, yeah, fuck you. We actually hate you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it turns out that uh, Michael and Ilian invited a bunch of people over for Thanksgiving. And I would have loved it if it just ended with the fact that Michael and Illy and all these people just fucking ransacked the family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to mention one thing as well is they mentioned ho- uh, Homeless Jim earlier. That's what I'm going to call him because fuck mm-hmm. the other name. But earlier, they also call him James. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I noticed that. Like, is it Jim or James? I mean, they're, uh, I mean, yes. they're basically the same name. So, <laughs> Also, at first, I was kind of pissed that there was no payoff to the male ladies, you know, storyline. But you do see her in the background very briefly. Yeah, it's like, they run into her once earlier in the special when she's, like, looking for the Romanian family. But uh, then it's, like, fresh into her, and then it's like, gee golly, I had to get out of here. And then, like, gee is, like, masturbating in bushes for something. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened She there. might have been there with her roommate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, they were roommates. Also, it turns into mother by the end. Like, all these people are just crowding into this tiny house. And I'm just like, this would be a nightmare. Holy shit. And also, also, remember how we said the other sister wasn't in this episode? We were wrong! She comes downstairs visibly ill. They're obviously trying to catch in a full house with that yep. joke. They really wanted her to be their Olsen twin this episode. Yeah, so the sister comes down and sees all the people in the living room for Thanksgiving, and she's like, Wow, I really must be hallucinating! Wackity schmack! I'm not gonna fucking finish it. It doesn't deserve it. And there's a stupid gag where McGee is like, Forget the spy business. I can make a fortune with my McGee cam blimp. Oh, I have a horrible thought about that, oh, by the dear. way. Uh, the way he blows up that balloon in the beginning, and the way there's the close-up of the balloon like popping later, I feel this is someone's fetish. <laughs> ah! That or it's the Hindenburg. Oh, no. <laughs> Also, he hovers over the turkey and say it with me, everybody. Ew, Ew, it's it's a a dead dead bird. bird. (laughs) There. Uh, I was also going to mention, when I first watched this, I was almost wondering, like, wait, are they going to kill off McGee? Because this is the final episode of the series. Good. Yeah. It's like, are they going to kill off McGee? (laughs) So, yes, Michael and Ellie left the family, ransacked their house, left them for dead. That's how the show ends. Huzzah! (laughs) I think it's a very fair ending. Fuck around and find out. (laughs) Okay, like you know that um uh Palestinian Hamas children's show um Tomorrow's Pioneers Oh god. Ah uh, no. How like every so often they like kill off the main character and then introduce a new one. What the fuck? It is an incredibly fucked up TV show, but I was going to say if they killed off McGee, 
That'd probably be, like, what they're going for. <laughs> there we go. We'll basically make it like every show that should just kill off its main character by the end. Like dinosaurs. Let's see, dinosaurs just fucking slaps. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the last episode is incredibly depressing. Oh, but... yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> also, I don't know why it was reminding me of this, but it was reminding me of those 80s McDonald's commercials at Christmas time. <laughs> It's the yeah. same song. It's yeah. played three times. They really wanted this song to be a hit. It'd probably become one on Christian TikTok today. <laughs> well, I will oh. say, after watching this piece of shit, we deserve a break today. Us. No. See, this can't be a Christian TikTok song. They're too busy taking songs about religious trauma and turning it into Jesus lyrics. Huzzah. Uh-oh. Also, at the end, they have a logo that's basically just the Gracie Films logo with McGee in a theater crowd. Because people clearly want to see this in theaters. No. I don't <laughs> want to see this anywhere. Burn the tapes. Burn the tapes. Oh, God. You know what? Yeah. I'm gonna say this one sounds like it was worse than the one I watched, um, and the one I watched, I said, burn this shit. This is just... This is just so mean-spirited. I'll say this, I don't know if it quite beats Gingerbrook Fair yet, just because this one was slightly better made, but it's still pretty bad. So yeah, oh, burn yeah. the tapes. I would say, I've kind of already sorted out, like, the vibes of the types of Christian people I get from what we were watching. Gingerbrook Fair is, like, creepy cult. Just straight up creepy cult. Bible Man is those like Giga Chad Tradcasts. <laughs> and McGee and Me is um internet troll. <laughs> One of those like, you know, right wing accounts that just like constantly replies to like anyone he disagrees with existing on the internet. McGatorgate. Oh man. <laughs> McGatorgate. <laughs> yeah. This reminds me of just the worst type of Christian you know. Like, the absolute worst Christians. Yes. Yeah. Burn the tape down. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking dispose of it. And it sucks because the animators are clearly doing their best. Yeah. The actors, you know, they didn't even believe this shit. They sound like they're pretty decent people and that this got them off to a good career start, too. Definitely. We don't have to worry about finding a Matthew on this cast. Oh, thank yeah. God. I hope. <laughs> Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> For me, I think I'll say uh, probably burn the tapes for the like the reboot, but for original, I think it's like so best good. The original Maggie with the horror movie stuff, like that is like just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and this is just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. My theory of this is that knowing that the actors are not necessarily Christian themselves, they are playing a certain angle that's probably not in the script. Uh, so my uh, conspiracy theory is that uh, I mean that he like they actually did leave at first. Uh, when he heard that uh, you know Nick was talking shit about his son, but then they were like, "How can we kill them with kindness?" <laughs> they were like, yeah, "You know, like okay, we'll invite everyone in fucking town to celebrate Thanksgiving with them, uh, because you know the, we know that these people hate everyone else, and we're gonna force them to love thy neighbor, goddamn it!" White guilt, white guilt, white guilt, white guilt. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, delicious. <laughs> All right, so Giga and Lyra, thank you so much for joining us with this episode. Is there anything you want to plug? We recently released a remix of our Grindcore album. Uh, You can find it on streaming. It is called Watered Down Grind for the Streaming Machine. It is a funny story behind that because we tried to upload our Grindcore album, which consists of 26 songs. The entire album is five and a half minutes. 
uh, streaming services would not allow it because the songs were too short and they called them song fragments rather than songs. So instead, we decided to take the entire album, make it one song, and then include a lot of remixes that have absolutely no purpose of being. Ooh, but that's what makes them great. Huzzah! Hell yeah. Hooray! Our music is also available on our band camp at Negative Ohio, uh, which is our band. And, you know, we also just mentioned streaming and stuff. And uh, we are not uh, very active on social media, but we occasionally, like, post on Tumblr these days because fuck with. Oh, (laughs) nice! Yes, correct. Uh, You can find me on Mission Breakout on Discord. I don't really use Twitter a lot anymore, but if you do want to follow me, I'm over on MuppetVision underscore 3D on Twitter for my art account. My private account is Mission Breakout. And I'm also on MuppetVision underscore 3D on Letterboxd because I have a lot of fun writing reviews and finding out which of our topics exists on Letterboxd. Surprisingly, <laughs> no, Gingerbrook Fair does not exist on it. Yet. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Cosmic Rewind on uh, Twitter and YouTube. I'm not really going to be on Twitter as much, though, because, you know, it is just an absolute shit heap of a website. Indeed. Correct. I will try and see what I can do with my YouTube more. Probably just more audiovisual shit posts for now, but we'll see. <laughs> anyway, you can find me on the usual spots. Tyler FG on Twitter. Tyler FG96 on Instagram. You can also find the show on Twitter at channel underscore KRT, channel KRT podcast, all one word on Instagram. Uh, we also have our Discord server and our Facebook group, which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter bio. And if you want to help support us, we have two options. First off, we have Patreon, where we have exclusive minisodes, outtakes, and episodes of this very podcast at its earliest convenience. And we also have Ko-Fi, where we have set exclusive minisodes at five bucks a pop. And if you just want to donate money to us, you can just do that if you want to. Hell yeah. And of course, thank you so much to our pals Bennett Ballard, Chris Reyna, and Tony Goldmark for pledging to us the $10 level. And an extra special thank you to our executive producers, Mike and Gomer. Thanks, guys. All right. So, yeah, this was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah, how long? It was nice to be here. (laughs) Even if I watched the wrong episode. And now let's have a Thanksgiving feast in April. Because why the fuck not? (laughs) (laughs) From Norway to America, I would like to say Merry Christmas to you and your wife. (laughs) Ah, fuck, I got the wrong holiday. Shit. I'm I'm in my Halloween costume. Me looking at Mickey. If I ever see that damn thing in my living room, I want to stomp on it until it's a little brown stain. Yay! I Yep, that's fair to say. Huzzah! Alright, Channel KRT and me, make it stop. Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> it's from my pen pal, Anya! Dear Lisa, as I write this, I am very sad. A president has been overthrown and... Replaced! By the benevolent General Krull. All hail Krull and his glorious new regime. Sincerely, little girl. Oh.